Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. So let's let's relaunch this thing right now. Welcome, fellow Falcoholics, to the Falcoholic Live episode 239. I am your host, Kevin Knight. Uh, at Falcoholic Kevin, joined by my co-host Adanika. She is at Say Which Way, here to actually bring you our final live Falcons mock draft. Uh, so thanks for bearing with us. I don't know what happened. That's the first time Streamlabs has ever frozen on me uh, at the beginning of a stream. But like I said, uh, clearly the takes are just too much to, to be contained within one program. So uh, we, we had to start a second one. Uh, but before we get started, uh, exciting time. Want to welcome and of course, Adnan Ikech, who I'm sure is still riding high off of last night's Hawks victory. Adnan, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fantastic, but even more so after that win, and hopefully even more so after tomorrow's win, after a very successful day tomorrow, hopefully for the Hawks and the Falcons. I will be at the arena, so I won't be able to join, unfortunately, but I will be here through the weekend. Um, but yeah, I am ready to tonight talk some Falcons football and you know go through one final mock draft with all of you guys and you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready for. I'm ready for the draft. It's draft day eve, and tomorrow is always going to be a special day. Yeah, it's it's a very fun time of year, right? Where hope springs eternal. We we have just so much, so much optimism uh, before the NFL season. The grind of it just sort of strips it away from us over time, and uh, I'm excited to be able to enjoy this draft with you guys as you know we will be live on all three nights of the draft for our 2023 nfl draft party uh we'll be going live on thursday night at 7 30 p.m friday we'll be going at 7 p.m and then saturday we'll be back at noon so uh lots of great takes lots of great guests lined up obviously adnan uh, has some hawks obligations so he will be joining us i think more on day three this year uh, but hey, it's it's a pretty good excuse. I mean, that was that was a pretty crazy uh, buzzer beater. So uh, it was an exciting, it was a very exciting game. Um, yeah, let's let's <laughs> deliver some takes. Let's get into some stuff. I know Adnan's gonna have to step away uh, briefly here for a minute. So before we get to the live mock draft, Adnan, uh, what what are your sort of just general takes? I guess about where we're at right now. We've heard a lot of stuff buzzing, a lot of rumors swirling around. Where is sort of you at at this point in the process so more than anything always remember that it's silly season especially at this point in the year we see it every single year we see a bunch of rumors a bunch of stuff at the 11th hour being revealed uh some true some not true some completely like baseless like made up things from teams just trying to blow smoke we were, we recall when the uh, when the Niners traded up for Trey Lance, and they tried like, to make everyone convinced that they were going to take Mac Jones. Um, and some is just opposing rival teams releasing information to the media to you know try and hurt uh, a player's stock. Like for example, one thing is C.J. Stroud. I do not believe for a second that he's going to be falling outside the top seven. I don't care what he got. Uh, on his testing scores. Um, you know, I watched him slice and dice a UGA dynasty defense almost out of the college football play. He should have won that game, let's be honest, if his kicker makes that field goal. Um, another thing is the Falcons are apparently very heavily linked on Bijan Robinson. 
the Falcons apparently really want to trade back, um, but are afraid that the Eagles may get Bijan Robinson. I don't know if that's as baseless as some of these other rumors. Um, like, for example, the Will Levis stuff, I do not believe for a second he's going number one overall. Yeah, uh, that yeah. would be very funny. I am rooting for that outcome, however. <laughs> but yeah. I just, I'm just warning everyone not to, not to fall for it. Like we have watched the draft so many times, and we have tracked so many drafts in our lives, not just on on the show, but just us as football fans. This happens every single year, more so now with, more so in the last 10, 15 years with the, uh, uh, with the influence of social media, but. You know, just don't fall for it because yeah, yeah. you know we're definitely we're definitely smarter than what these uh, general managers, coaches, and owners give us credit for. Yeah, yeah. And before we get uh, too far in, want to remind everyone of tonight's sponsor. That is BetOnline.ag, your number one source for all your sports betting needs, including info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines for this year's NBA playoffs. Maybe you're, you know, really high on the Hawks to pull off this miraculous upset. I'm sure the odds are, are probably pretty good on that. You could do that. If you're over overly confident in the Falcons, you can hit that up as well. You could bet on the NFC South winner or the NFC championship. That's probably pretty aggressive, but you know, that's up to you. Uh, either way, bet online is always your sports information headquarters this season. So they've got you covered for all your sports wagering needs, including basketball, MLB, NHL, hockey, all the way to UFC and boxing. Bet on Online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, which is B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Adnan. Uh, do you want to go ahead and... I don't know if is, did you say eight fifteen or eight six? I can't uh, remember. Yeah. <laughs> I will be going eight sixteen, but okay. I do yeah. want to recall. You remember when George Costanza came to us and he's like, "I'm going to put uh, a very heavy like sum on the Eagles what, winning the NFC." Yep. And we're like, "No, George, you know maybe that's not a great idea. You know maybe <laughs> not." I remember. <laughs> yeah, I, that would that would have been nice. That would have been a sweet one, I think. So George is a smarter guy than we are. I know. He's a wise man. I did not think the Eagles would be that good, but and maybe we should listen to George more often. <laughs> maybe we should. Maybe we should. I mean, George is a very wise man. I want to give a shout out to George for this beautiful new webcam. Uh, so if you guys noticed a richer shot here, more color, uh, also uncompressed 60 frames per second, you know, shout out to George for that. Also, Adnan can now see me. So that's a big, big benefit. I uh, never could. Yeah, behind the for scenes, years. Piece, I yeah. never could see Kevin ever yeah. on these live streams. This, I just this chemistry a- is purely yeah. like through the through the audio only. So I can only imagine yeah. how it's going to be now. Adnan. All right, I am going to. Well, we can test it out. I am going to be back uh, as soon as I can. Sure, no I problem. Will see yeah. All right, guys. He Adnan will be back momentarily. Until then, I'm going to keep you entertained. We're going to go through. Uh, some initial stuff for this Falcons mock draft. So, right off the bat, uh, there are no restrictions in this mock, so we can make trades. We can, you know, move around. We're not. We're going to be a little bit more open to taking players that fall, as long as it's in like a reasonable range, because this is trying to simulate an act, an actual mock draft, right? Like an actual NFL draft. So, some crazy stuff 
will happen. Like some unexpected players are going to fall. Some guys will be available in, in different spots. So um, there will be some opportunities to, to get some new players in here, some more interesting stuff uh, going on. So looking forward uh, to, to getting some different scenarios in here, probably some familiar ones. I mean, this is going to be our best guess, right? Our, our top thoughts on basically who is going to be the picks for Atlanta at these spots based on how the board falls. Um, and we, like I said, we will consider trades. We will consider all kinds of stuff, whatever uh, is on the board. We'll, we'll give it a look um, and we'll discuss it. We'll bring you guys in on the discussion as well. And uh, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a really interesting one. Um, so let's go ahead and get to the first seven picks. We're once again using the Draft Network simulator here. And let me walk you guys through the first seven picks of this mock draft. We had Bryce Young going at one to the Panthers. That one has obviously picked up a lot of steam, right? That one seems to be pretty much set in stone unless you believe that, you know, Will Levis is going number one, which... I don't think so. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, CJ Stroud, two to the Texans. I just don't buy. I don't buy it that they're not going to take a quarterback. I don't buy it that they're going to take Will Levis. I don't buy this whole agent nonsense. Like, if they're not going to do business with any of David Mulligetta's clients because of his Deshaun connection, they're saying goodbye to a lot of players. Like, I, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, he's one of the biggest agents in the NFL. You're not going to really get very far without doing business with him. Um, so, I just don't buy it. So, we had Stroud go to the Texans at two. Uh, at three, I think the Cardinals are obviously trying to trade out of this pick. Like I've said before, the AI will not trade with itself. So, we haven't... The, the Cardinals do pick at three here. And I think Will Anderson is still the guy they're going to go with. It'll either be Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson, I, I think. Or, uh, I guess Devon Witherspoon has picked up some steam there late. Uh, Paris Johnson today was like a topic, but I, I think it's probably going to be Will Anderson. And then at four, the Colts go with Will Levis. That is one I think is legitimately like something we could see happen. I think people, I, I think the Colts are enamored with Will Levis. I, it's not where I would go, but I guess where they'll go. Jalen Carter to the Seahawks at five. Uh, I do think the Seahawks would be tempted by Anthony Richardson and a quarterback, but we're not trying to get too crazy with this top seven. Um, so we'll have the Seahawks going Jalen Carter. I still think that's a good spot for him. Uh, Christian Gonzalez to the Lions at six. That's one that I think could also be Devon Witherspoon, but I, I think it's probably going to be a corner there. And then we have the Raiders at seven. Uh, passing on a quarterback because I think I do think Josh McDaniels is is you know that type of guy that would be like actually Jimmy G is really good and we don't need to take Anthony Richardson and they, t they pass and take Tyree Wilson just in front of the Falcons which would be really crushing on draft night but I would prepare for it because I, I really think there's a less than a 50% chance that that Tyree Wilson is there for Atlanta um, so in that scenario we are left with some interesting players left here for the Falcons. Um, Devon Witherspoon, the corner, obviously one we're going to be considering when Adnan gets back. Talk to him about that one. Anthony Richardson at quarterback is here, and that could give us a chance to trade down to someone looking for that quarterback. Uh, we also have Paris Johnson Jr. and Peter Skaronsky on the offensive line. Bijan Robinson, who's definitely going to be someone we talk about. Uh, Nolan Smith, the Falcons' seemingly preferred edge rusher. Uh, that they've been linked to a lot in this process. Um, and I don't think we really need to go much further than that. I think those are the guys they'll honestly consider. Um, 
So yeah, guys, uh, get your thoughts in the chat. I would love to hear your thoughts as well on where they'll go here. Um, I Like I said before, I, I think I've mocked almost all of these players. Um, we'll see uh, if we can come up with, you know, if Adnan wants to make a trade, we may try to see if we can move this pick to, you know, maybe the Titans at 11, uh, maybe the Commanders at 16, the Patriots at 14 even could be an option. Um, that's sort of a sneaky one. So we'll see if we can if we can make something happen there. Um, we didn't get any specific offers. Uh, so typically that means the compensation we'll be able to get since we're engaging the trade isn't going to be as good. But I think it's worth a try. Definitely worth considering. Um, yeah, so I, I think this is... Like I've said, I think this is a pretty likely scenario that we're going to see on draft. I think this is one of the more likely ways it could play out. You know, I think there's a scenario where you can switch. I think you could probably switch around Witherspoon, Gonzalez, and Tyree Wilson. Two of those three guys are probably going to be gone, but one of them is going to be here. In this case, it's Witherspoon. I think he's someone definitely to consider. Um, Another guy that really could make a lot of sense for the Falcons as maybe the best defensive prospect on the board right now. Someone that could be a long-term cornerback too, next to AJ Terrell. Uh, and, and someone that is a top 10 talent, absolutely, in my board. So I, I love Devon Witherspoon. On offense, I think you immediately, of course, go to Bijan Robinson, who I think is just a top three player in this class. Uh, I think, you know, calling him a running back is a little bit, reductive right because I, I i think he offers you so much more especially if you're willing to be creative with your utilization of Bijan robinson um i think in in this falcons offense he would be a real jack of all trades player that would be able to play in the receiving game will be able to take carries i mean i think you're basically looking at him like a debo samuel type presence in this offense not just somebody who's going to carry the football uh I think Arthur Smith has has bigger things in store for Bijan than just feeding him twenty carries a game, um, so I, that's that's what I'm personally thinking um, in terms of if they go offense. I do think you know the Anthony Richardson conversation is worth having. Like I do think he's the one. He is probably the one quarterback that the Falcons would be like the most tempted by. I, I don't really think it's likely to happen I think the Falcons would be happier to like trade this pick away to someone who wants Richardson but think about you know um think about Anthony Richardson and how he lines up with what the Falcons need what the Falcons like to do on offense um he's a guy that obviously is that prototypical dual threat quarterback he does have that big arm he does need some development I he's not as far away as a lot of people think I I do think that Anthony Richardson is is more He's not raw in the sense that he doesn't know what he's doing. He's raw in the sense that he just doesn't have a lot of experience, and I think that he he needs more reps. Um, so if he were to come to Atlanta this year, I think Richardson would be able to comfortably sit on the bench, similar to Ritter last year, learn for a year, get that NFL experience, and then you could have sort of a, an open competition uh, next year if Ritter you know were to falter. If Ritter crushes it, then you have Anthony Richardson as your long-term quarterback too. Obviously, you're you're sort of disappointed with that with the top ten pick, but he could be someone that you potentially trade down the road or or you know give you some some insurance at quarterback. Um, you know, it, it's just as much as as much faith as I do have in as much as I do as much faith as I have in Desmond Ritter is what I'm trying to say. 
I, I don't think it's crazy to want to take another shot at quarterback if one that you have is available. Um, I I agree with everyone that says, like, this is kind of a weird spot to do it. You've committed so heavily to Ritter and all that, but they haven't really committed to Ritter beyond 2023. Like, I think at this point, if they didn't start Ritter in 2023, it would be kind of, like, disingenuous to the fans, to the media, to Ritter and the team. I mean, they've told all of their free agents that he's the presumptive starter. They're, they're not acting like a team that's planning to to supplant Ritter at this point. I really don't think that's their intention you know, a situation like this where they maybe they really like Anthony Richardson, it, it could convince them to take a shot. Again, I, I don't really think it's likely to happen, but I, I don't, I, it's not that crazy because I think this is a long-term pick where you want to have another guy here. Uh, you don't want to have to go into next year's draft where if Ritter does falter, you know, you have, you have to... You, basically, it would be like, you're you're sort of hedging against Ritter and and is that worth it? That's up to to you to decide. That's up to this team to decide. I personally think it's it's probably not. Um, but I think Richardson fits this offense really well. He has that dual threat element. You know, all all those things. Right. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Um, on the offensive line, one spot we haven't talked about yet. I I do think Paris Johnson Jr. should be in the conversation here. Um, I. I, I think his value is higher than Peter Skaronsky's because I think he is a an NFL tackle. He's got the, he's got ridiculous length, uh, prototypical NFL tackle. And look, uh, it, it's it's a guy that in Paris Johnson not as clean as Peter Skaronsky in terms of his technique, but he is a really good prospect. Still, a guy that I think has a really high ceiling, um, like the ceiling of an elite top five NFL tackle. And he does have a lot of experience at guard. He played, I believe, right guard uh, for a whole season. He's played some left guard as well. Obviously played left tackle at a high level in college. And he he can um, he can fill in at guard for a year or two for the Falcons. And then if they want to try to go, go younger, go cheaper at left tackle, or if McGarry falters and they want to stick him at right tackle, they have that option with Paris Johnson. With Skaronsky, I think he is a guard. I think Skaronsky is a guard. Um, so, you know, I, I think the value is a little bit lower. But again, he is the best offensive lineman, I would say, pretty clearly uh, at this point. So, yeah. Uh, no, no, I was just talking through all the guys that are here. Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit before the show. But um, let me let me recap real quick for, for those of you joining us right now for Adnan. On the board, we have Devon Witherspoon at corner, Anthony Richardson at quarterback, uh, Bijan Robinson, obviously running back, Nolan Smith at edge. And then I think the other two guys in consideration are the offensive linemen, uh, Paris Johnson and Peter Skoronsky. So I'm cur- curious where uh, you're leading. If you think we should consider trades, what are your thoughts sort of at this point? Well, if you, <laughs> if you listen to the, um, <clears throat> to the Patreon, or if you watch the Patreon mock draft that we uh, did a couple days ago, that did end up getting published. Uh, and by the way, thank you guys for your patience. Um, I'm all in on Bijan Robinson at this point. I'm a Bijan Druther, and I know that people will tell me, you're insane. We cannot go running back. You know, you're a moron. How how could you? Like, you, you know, uh, it's the positional value isn't there, but I don't care. This is BPA. This is best player available. If the Falcons went BPA, 
in 2015, we would have gotten Todd Gurley, even though we didn't need a running back. Instead, we got Vic Beasley, who was good uh, for a little bit. Um, I am all in on Bijan. However, I am also very much for assessing our options in the trade back. Uh, I think that trading back is always a good idea, no matter what. Uh, it's always nice to give yourself uh, to give yourself a few more swings of the bat, and uh, I would love to see what's what's being offered to us in this mock draft, if anything. And for me personally, in this draft, the best case scenario in round one is the Falcons trade back into the teens and still get Bijan Robinson and still enhance their treasure test with another, you know, maybe second rounder, uh, third rounder, whatever we can get for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the the thing at this point is like, is someone looking for that quarterback, right? Um, like with Anthony Richardson still here, I think he's one of the more intriguing ones, particularly for a team like the Titans, um, who is probably who I would be calling because I think it, it we risk less uh, by going just a few spots down. Really, if if you're trying to get Bijan, which sounds like you are, and you know, honestly, I, I am too. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, I I don't really think that Philadelphia is that in on Bijan, given what we know about Howie Roseman um, and how strict he is about positional value. This man, like, ref- they've had dire needs at linebacker and other positions in the first round for years, and they just don't address. They do not take linebackers like linebackers, running backs, whatever. They, they just don't value those positions. And for the same reasons that we say that the Falcons should consider Bijan, the Eagles could also consider Bijan because he isn't just a running back. He's just the best offensive player, the best offensive weapon, whatever. Um, <laughs> is that the ginger ale? Is that getting you again? Oh my God, no. It went, it went to my side. No, it's, it's lemonade, but oh my God, it went to my side. That's fine. Uh, nice. <laughs> oh man see here, here's the here's the downside to this being a live stream and not a podcast this was a podcast i can mute myself and i can cough all i like but yeah that's not no. the, case of a live the people stream. see it all they see it all here there's no hiding from the people so yeah. <laughs> maybe this is a sign that we shouldn't take beach hooks <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is maybe it is but all right well let's let's look into some trade let's look into a trade scenario with the titans real quick all right so let's try to put together a package with the titans now it's only two it's only three spots so you know people be reasonable with what you're expecting in terms of trade compensation like we're probably not getting you know future first or anything like that right um we may be able to get a day two pick I would expect a third at least. Um, all right. So we're going to give them pick eight. They're going to give us pick 11. Obviously they'll take that right away. I, I don't think they'll give us 42. That's probably too much to just move three spots, but I bet we can get, yeah, we can definitely get 73. Um, I wonder if we can get a day three pick as well. 149, probably not. That's their fifth rounder. Let's see. All right. I wonder. Okay. Okay. We're going to get gamey here because I don't like these seventh round picks. You know this, Adnan. Uh, <laughs> Trade up for so, next year's seventh round pick. Yeah. So I wonder. We'll see if they'll do it. Um, if we can do eight and then pick uh, 224 and 225, which are our two sevenths 
4, 11, 73, and 149, which is their fifth. Or I think it's actually 72 and, and 148, whatever. But yeah, uh, it says it's pretty likely to be accepted. We can see, we'll, we'll see if, they, if they'll do it. Um, let's check it out. Hey, they took it. They took it, Adnan. You happy? Yeah. Yeah, Good. No, I, All I right, guys. <clears throat> and if the Falcons did this trade down in real life, I'm sure we would all be pretty satisfied, right? You go down three spots, you're still going to have a really, really valuable prospect on the board because three quarterbacks are off the board right now. And, you know, you get an extra day two pick. You know, you get an extra fifth round pick. Um, but the thing is, I think in real life, if if they are moving up for Anthony Richardson, we weren't going to do it in the simulator. The simulator wasn't going to accept it. I think he, we could easily get a more valuable pick in the third rounder just because of the quarterback tax. Because yeah, we would yeah. lead Tennessee on to believe that we are assessing uh, trade downs with with other teams looking to trade up for a quarterback. And I think whenever a quarterback is in question, then at the very least, I think we will be able to coach the second round pick out of them. Yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. And like the simulator, it doesn't like ca- it, it captures like the raw value of the picks. It doesn't capture like the the specific stuff, right? Like the little nuances of like, oh, a quarterback fell that we weren't expecting. We need to make sure we get this guy. That sort of stuff. So like, it, it doesn't fully encapsulate that. That's why it, it it's just a simulation, but. I agree with that. Like we move back just three spots, Bijan Robinson, Nolan Smith, and Peter Skaronsky all still here. I think those are all guys the Falcons have in their, their pod, right. As Arthur Smith said of like top guys that they want. Um, and like, if you go back three spots, say they had, you know, Bijan, Nolan Smith, Devon Witherspoon, um, all in their top pod of guys that they wanted to draft. Um, that means that you'll get one of those three guys no matter what if you move back three spots because there's only three picks, right? Um, or maybe I did the math wrong, but you know what I'm saying. Like, th- you'll you'll have a very good chance to get one of those three guys because you're only moving back a few spots. If you go further down, maybe you get a better pick back. Maybe if you do go to, like, 16 with the Commanders, you get a second rounder, but you're risking that player that you really like. Like, you're risking losing Bijan or Nolan Smith or whoever it might um. be. Just uh, just out of curiosity, in this mock draft, who went 8, 9, and 10? Yeah, let's find out. I don't who actually think we... they took Anthony Richardson, which is really funny. Yeah, they traded up for Paris Johnson, but that's not that crazy either. They really do need an offensive tackle. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think we it had... would be for Richardson, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, so they the Titans went Paris Johnson at 8, so they traded up for the top tackle. That made the Bears go Broderick Jones at 9, um, get the next tackle. Uh, that's probably going to spark a big tackle run here, actually. Um, and then we, the uh, Eagles take Devon with their spoon at 10, which that's a no-brainer. That's a great pick for them. Um, they would probably be all over that. Um, so, yeah, so we uh-huh. still have – yeah, go ahead. We still um, – so n- those aren't guys that we were really consi- – or those are Witherspoon aren't- probably, but yeah. – Yeah, Witherspoon, yeah, but Skaronsky and Bijan are still on the board. Um, and Nolan Smith, too. Any- and Nolan Smith, is anyone offering any trades to us? No, there's no more trade offers. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we for those of you just joining us, we picked up, and in exchange for moving back three spots and getting rid of our two seventh-round picks, you're welcome. 
Um, <laughs> we picked up uh, the Titans' third rounder and the Titans' fifth rounder. So we get back our day three pick that the Falcons had lost in the Jeff Akuda trade. We get that fifth rounder. We get another one. Uh, and we get a you know mid-third round pick as well to, bolster, to give us another bite at the apple. Um, and yeah, Trevor, like I was saying earlier, I, I really don't think the Eagles are going to take Bijan, but if you make this trade, say the Falcons do make this trade like we did, it means they're comfortable passing on Bijan. Like they're comfortable with the Eagles taking Bijan or Nolan Smith or, you know, Paris Johnson or whoever else they were considering, but they don't, that would mean they also don't believe that that it means that they like multiple guys, basically. Like they're happy taking Nolan Smith, Bijan or Devon Witherspoon. They do, and and they have all those guys in a similar ranking, so they're sort of comfortable taking the risk to pick up the additional assets. That's the risk when you trade back. Um, I I don't really think the Bears or Eagles will take Bijan. To be completely honest with you, I just don't think they will. But there is obviously a chance that it could happen. So it is what it is. Um, let well, me. Uh, that yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. Sense. yeah. Um, I know who I want to drop here. We're taking Bijan. We're taking Bijan, guys. It, we're, we'll talk about it as the simulator runs for the rest of these picks. But I, I think this is like, this is the most likely pick by far. This I is think. a home run yeah. scenario too for the Falcons. Um, if they go back, uh, if they move back a few picks, get an extra day two pick, um, get an extra, you know, even an extra fifth rounder for those sevens, which are kind of worthless, and then they still get Bijan Robinson, who's the BPA. I think that would be. That would be a home run scenario. And like I said, in my opinion, in this scenario, if it plays out in real life and the Titans really want to trade up, I feel like we could get a second rounder out of it. Yeah, exactly. It, it could be better. The compensation could be better. And like, I think the Falcons doing this like full court press for Bijan is to, to make teams really think that they, they like don't want to move down. Like they're comfortable taking Bijan. They don't want to risk losing him. Um, and that might, you know, be like, look, they're like they're playing hardball with the pick, right? They're like, oh yeah, like we're, uh, we're not like we're worried about losing Bijan, so you need to come with a good offer, or we're not going to consider it. Um, so yeah, before we make our second round pick and we get to who's available here, let me read off some donations. We got uh, Guy Fieri, aka Solera. What's up? Welcome back, man. I haven't seen you in a minute. Uh, he says, hello, everyone. I've been missing because I've been undercover finding a way to lock Terry Fontenot in the closet so we can finally trade back. Terry's a lot harder to snag than, than TD. He keeps three cell phones in his back pocket. Wish me luck tomorrow. Yes. Good luck on that, Solera. Godspeed. <laughs> I love, I really love that running joke. I feel like it was a, it was a bit underrated. Yeah, the, that was a good one. Tommy Zimitrov being locked in the closet um, uh, so that he doesn't freight up and, you know, Oh, he escaped the closet. He did some uh, some MacGyver stuff, you know. So the call is coming from inside the war room. <laughs> yeah, um, I like that. That was a fun bit. Yeah, that um, was a very fun bit. You know, yeah. the the only reason why I'm sad that Dimitrov is gone is because now that bit is gone too. But you know what? That uh, as the years pass, we will we'll figure out more more bits. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna add. There'll be more bits. Don't worry, guys. We we got more. Like we we're not running out of takes yet. So don't worry about that. Um, let me also read off uh, Corey's five dollar donation. Thanks so much, Corey. Man, really appreciate that. Uh, he says no trades. This is this is his ideal mock. Skaronski at eight. Darnell Washington at forty four. Tank Bigsby seventy five. Uh, one ten. Ricky Stromberg, the center from Arkansas, underrated player. Jonathan Mingo one thirteen. If he falls that far, that'd be sweet. 
Uh, and of course, Bumper Pool and Stetson Bennett, aka the goaded uh, seventh round picks from the the Patriots. I, I love how after this <laughs> we will be um, we'll be intently watching the seventh round and <laughs> just to see, yeah, and Stetson yes. Bennett. Yep. Just, oh, can just you, because. Can you imagine the reaction? The reaction yeah. if we actually take one of those guys. We just nail it, and they take both of those guys, and we're just like hashtag. We'll get our own hashtag profit moment. It just, it's not just Aaron Freeman anymore. Uh, all right, thank you, Corey. Really appreciate that, man. Um, all right, let's get into the second round where we do have some interesting players here, right? Uh, we got a lot of t- like Dalton Kincaid fell, uh, Darnell Washington fell here, uh, Drew Sanders, the linebacker from Arkansas. Anton Harrison, the tackle from Oklahoma. Uh, Trenton Simpson. Uh, let's see who else we got. Um, let me check. We'll go through the list. At corner, Clark Phillips, DJ Turner. Um, definitely guys I'd consider here, but not anyone I'm like... I mean, I love DJ Turner, but um, I don't know if they're going to... If they want another corner that bad. Um, at edge... B.J. Ojolari, Felix Anudiki Uzoma, Tuli Tupilatu, Isaiah Foskey. All three of those guys I really like. Those are definitely ones I'd consider here. Um, interior, it's Siaki and Gervin Dexter. I think I think that's a little early for any of those guys. Uh, offensive line, Joe Tipman, Luke Whipler, Steve Avila all still here. I think those are all guys certainly to consider in this range. Um, like I said, at linebacker, Drew Sanders, uh, Trenton Simpson, Jack Campbell, Offensive tackle. Uh, Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse is a guy I think people should probably pay more attention to as a potential guard convert um, at the NFL level. He's someone who I think could be a really, really good NFL guard. Um, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on at this spot. And a senior bowl, and a senior bowl player, yeah. right? Senior, senior bowl standout. That's absolutely right. So um, safeties. Um, a lot of the safeties are still here. So I feel like I have taken like Sidney Brown here in the past, but I feel like we could probably wait on safety. Um, I already told you guys about Dalton Kincaid and Darnell Washington. I think Darnell Washington would really tempt Arthur Smith. Uh, like, really? Uh, <laughs> I'll go balls to the wall. Yeah. Offense without. yeah. Uh, and then at wide receiver, Jalen Hyatt, Marvin Mims, Cedric Tillman. Um, again, none of these guys I would, like, sprint to the podium for at this point in the draft. Um, yeah, so to me, I'm sort of looking at, like, interior offensive line, edge, maybe corner. Um, you know, like a Bergeron or perhaps like a Joe Tipman or, or Luke Whipler or Steve Avila on the offensive line, I think could be good picks here. The edge rushers, like I think like Tuli Tupalatu or would be a good one if they're looking for that bigger, uh, bigger, bigger end. Um, but what do you, where are you thinking on at this point? Um, I'd be leaning toward Bergeron. Uh, like you said, he was a standout at the senior bowl. We know how much, how much this team values the senior bowl. I think they took what 10 players who participated in the senior bowl in the last, uh, in the last two drafts, which is an insane amount. It, it figures out your left guard conundrum. Um, and you know, he's someone where I can, can definitely see Bergeron possibly going, you know, late first round even. So I think, I think the value would, would be there a bit. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, Anton Harrison is uh, deemed by the simulator to be the best player left on the board. If you want to go straight BPA, uh, that's another really good, uh, really good tackle option. Um, and then you, I don't think you could go go wrong with Edge either at this point. But... Yeah, like Drew Sanders, kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with like Caden Ellis, it's sort of like a little bit redundant because I think Drew Sanders is kind of a similar player to Caden Ellis in that he's like a 
big linebacker that's going to play some edge a little bit. Um, but it's oh, yeah, there's a lot of good players Kincaid. here. Yeah, Kincaid. Kincaid is the but I'm not really looking at tight end right now. I don't think he's the type of tight end. Like we've got Kyle Pitts. Like if we didn't have Pitts, I would think they would be more interested in Kincaid. So I, I think if anything, they'd be considering Darnell Washington. Um, yeah, no, definitely. But um, I don't know. Do you really? Can you really afford to go skill position again? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I as fun as Darnell Washington Bijan would be to start, like it would be super mamey and like also probably fun as hell. Uh, I, we went with the, the Bijan skill guy. I think they need to start addressing the trenches, and I, I also would side with you. I think Bergeron here is a good fit. I think he can play guard. And he does it, – It's with him, I think guard is his best spot at the NFL level, but unlike a guy like – his his length isn't that big a, a concern like Skaronsky. It's definitely below threshold, but it's not like an inch and a half below threshold like it is for Skaronsky. So he does have maybe tackle potential as well. Um, but I, I think he's a really smart, really polished guy. Um, and I, I, after he's able to transition back to guard, I, I think he'll be a starter. And I, I think uh, this is a senior bowl guy. We know how much they love senior bowl guys. So uh, are you are you comfortable with Bergeron? Oh, I'm definitely. I'm definitely comfortable. And remember, with we have two thirds now as well. So, um, mm-hmm. so that helps. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Bergeron it is. So that's a new pick. I have not mocked that one yet. So I, I like that we were able to get some new players in here on the patron mock we had brian branch here but that know, yeah we weren't been... that lucky again i i don't think that's particularly likely but that was i expect him to be long gone yeah. by then unless the falcons however if the falcons really do want to offer a trade back they can trade back up that's something we didn't really talk about but this team can definitely trade back into the first round if they want yeah they they have the ammunition for it absolutely so we do have Let's see, in terms of, all right, so we'll just go through, I know it's saying that like Drew, like uh, Anton Harrison, Drew Sanders, and Trenton Simpson are all still here. I think those guys are long gone at this point, um, so I, I don't think we're going to get any of those guys in reality, so I'm going to go ahead and cross them off, but obviously if those guys are there, you sprint to the podium for like a Drew Sanders here. It's just the value's too good. Um, so let's look at some other spots that we typically consider here. Um so, uh, we've got cornerback uh, Garrett Williams from Syracuse, top guy. Syracuse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We go for the. We just draft all orange. People will accuse me of being a homer if we do that. So we probably can't draft any more Syracuse players. But uh, Trey Hodges, Tomlinson, the short king, uh, Kytrell Clark. I think they like a lot. Not sprint. I mean, I like Garrett Williams. I don't know that like we have to do that here at edge. It's thinned out a little bit. Um, Colby Wooden from Auburn, Zach Harrison from Ohio State, KJ Henry from Clemson. I, I think you could probably wait at this point and and get more of a developmental edge because and we I talked about this earlier on an earlier show this week. Um you look at the edge depth chart and like there is a need for like a long term guy, but if you're not getting that guy at eight, and like honestly, like the guys you're gonna get at eight are probably not that like super high end guy unless Tyree Wilson's there. Um you're probably looking for a developmental guy, whether that's on early day two, late day two, early day three. This is a deep class and you can get good guys, but the Falcons don't actually need to add anyone to this edge room. Like they have five guys right now that are probably close to roster locks. Anyone else would be like a sixth guy um, to add to that. Uh, So like they've got two day two picks from last year that they're probably hoping are going to play more. 
They re they brought back Lorenzo Carter. Calais Campbell's going to play mostly on the edge, according to his words. Uh, and they just signed Bud Dupree to like a mostly guaranteed, you know, two and a half million dollar contract with incentives. So they have five edges. Like they don't need to add an edge. I know, I know we went through the whole entire process with them, like really needing to add an edge. Um, and they just don't really need to. I still think it's likely that they add somebody for depth purposes, but like, I don't think they need to per se. Um, the interior group, I think is a little bit more interesting here with like Gervon Dexter senior from Florida and Keanu Benton, um, some potential nose tackle type prospects. I think Benton would be really good value here. If he falls, uh, we already addressed the offensive line linebacker. Like I said, Drew Sanders and Trent Simpson are here, but they're going to be long gone. So then you're looking at guys like Diane Henley, who I do like another senior bowl standout and DeMarvion Overshone. Um, Run, we don't need running back, obviously. We got Bijan. Uh, safety could be a spot here, too. Sidney Brown, Jimmy Robinson uh, are two guys that I think the Falcons are targeting, for sure. Um, at tight end, Sam Laporta is still here. I think he would tempt them a lot. <laughs> Sam Laporta screams Falcons tight end to me. I don't know what else to say about that. But also, we probably just need to draft Jonathan Mingo. You know, for being honest, so <laughs> I was just gonna say, I think uh, Mingo is always the uh, yeah, the mock player at this point Wait, in the draft. I, it's just so obvious. Like, Rasheed Rice is still here, but to be honest with you guys, I, I have Jonathan Mingo ahead of Rasheed Rice on my board. Um, I know the simulator doesn't have him there, um, but I, I do think that Jonathan Mingo was ahead of Rasheed Rice on a lot of draft boards, including mine. Um, so I, I think they probably would just take Mingo here, but we do have another third rounder coming up. So should we just go ahead and do Mingo and then come yeah, back for the next one? Yeah. Yeah, pull the trigger on Mingo. That one is just, it's such a layup, I feel like. If he's there, I, I just think they're taking him. Um, all right, so now it's more of a question. Um, I'm interested to hear, like I do think like like Keanu Benton, could be good here. Garrett Williams from Syracuse, the corner I really do like. You know, orange homerism notwithstanding, he's actually just really good. Um, you know, at, at, like I don't love the edge guys as much. I think maybe we go edge with one of our fourths. We try to pick up more of a developmental type guy. Um, safe. Like to me, it's kind of between safety and interior defensive line. And I think the Falcons would probably lean safety because. If if Eddie Goldman plays, that interior group is pretty good. Like I, I think the the fifth interior spot right now is like Joe Gaziano, who Chargers fans tweeted at me repeatedly to say like actually Joe Gaziano is like good. Like don't sleep on him. Like he's actually like a, a quality rotational player. So I don't think they need to add another interior guy, but I think Benson here is, is very tempting. Yeah, safety depth for the Falcons isn't really there. Um, yeah, it's just Jalen Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you ha- you'll have um, Bates and you will have Richie Grant right now as your pencil in starters uh, if the season were to start today. Beyond that, you have Jalen Hawkins and you know not much else. So I think I think they do want to come out of this draft with at least one safety. Like even if it's not Brian Branch, which that would be excellent in the second round or maybe even a trade back into the first. Yeah, I mean, th- um, that could be an option, especially with them acquiring the extra capital that we did in this trade, that they actually package those picks and then try to move up again. That is something to think about. 
Yeah, I I like the idea of going going with the safety here just because you know that like he doesn't have to start, but a third round safety is still gonna be very valuable from that depth perspective and hopefully someone that can that can really step in in case there's an injury. Uh you never want to project injury, but this is this is a very violent sport. Yeah. Or in case Richie Grant isn't it. Right. Yeah. I I guess technically Garrett Williams, the corner is higher than the, than the safeties. I personally would have Sidney Brown higher on my overall board. We have mocked Sidney Brown a lot. I don't know if you want to do something different. Um, I mean, we can go corner as well, just because with the, uh, with the cut of. Yeah. There's room now. Yeah. 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 There's room with, um, with the release of um, Casey Hayward. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you have, yeah. you have Okuda in there now, but the depth really isn't there that much beyond Terrell Okuda and Hughes, the the, uh, the slot corner. Um, I mean, we all really like um, D. Alford, but, yeah. you know, I don't think that he's much more than a depth guy. So uh, we can go. We can definitely go with the cornerback. Uh, right. I know a lot My Syracuse the, uh, homer draft now. Yeah. <laughs> How, can we get Sean Tucker in here too? <laughs> I think there's a Syracuse linebacker in the seventh round, but we got rid of those picks. So, oh, all right, we're gonna big, go Garrett uh, Williams here. Yeah. Big orange fans of big orange, brand. big orange. Let's go. Um, yeah, so we're gonna go Garrett Williams here. I like it because it's a little bit different. Like we've taught, we we've done Sydney Brown here. We've done that. So I, let's see how it looks in the fourth round, where we still have two more picks, and then of course we have our fifth now. From the Titans. That will be the final pick because thankfully we traded away those sevens. So, again, guys, you're welcome. <laughs> but, yeah, how, how do you like the, the draft so far? Right now? We got Bijan, Bergeron, Matthew Bergeron, the offensive lineman, Jonathan Mingo, uh, Garrett Williams so far. Uh, a different start than we typically see. I know that we're the ones doing it, but I, I personally think that it's excellent so far. Great job by us, I think. Uh, yeah. So if I do say so myself, right? It is in the uh, war room. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, we got Mad Tom K with the $5. What's up, Mad? Thanks, man. He says, I'm calling it now. If the team goes defense or offensive line in round one, they're targeting Darnell Washington at 44 if he's there. Wouldn't shock awesome. me. Wouldn't shock me. Uh, it's spicy. So, all right. So here with these two fourths, I typically like to go linebacker, Running back if we haven't taken one, but we have. Um, interior defensive line, unfortunately, thinned out. We still have some edge guys. Uh, let's see. Linebacker like uh, Diane Henley is definitely someone I would consider in this range. Um, but yeah, Jamie Robinson's still here from Florida State. I think he's a guy they actually really do like. Another senior bowl standout. Um yeah, I'm curious what, what you're thinking, too. Um, I mean, Overshone is still there. Yeah. Um, we do want to go that route, but I don't know. I think uh, this is the fourth round right now. Yeah, yeah. This is our first fourth rounder, 410, and then we pick again two, uh, three picks later at 413. Or 113, yeah. Um, I don't know. A linebacker wouldn't be the worst idea we we did get our cornerback in uh what are the safeties looking like to me it's like jamie robinson and then it falls off a cliff so we may want to go ahead and get jamie robinson and then there's a couple of linebackers i like there's still diane henley and overshone 
So I, I think there's only three picks to go. So I think, I think we'll get one of the linebackers if we, uh, if we take a safety here, but Jam, but Jamie, if once he goes, I'm not really interested in any of the safeties. So, um, okay. I, I like, uh, the idea of double dipping in the secondary, just to really enhance your, your depth in the secondary, because the starters right now in the secondary for the Falcons are very good. Yeah. Um, I think the Falcons will have one of the stronger secondaries in the NFL, but none of that means anything. If, you know, if there's an injury or if one of them can't play for whatever reason, some odd game, um, I am I am a I'm a fan of going with uh, with the safety right now and really just solidifying your safety depth. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think so. And like Jimmy Robinson also is that very similar. If you listen to the patron mock, if you listen to my final mock draft, similar type of player to Sidney Brown to Brian Branch. This is a guy that we'll go ahead and make this pick. Let the simulator run. Um, this is a guy that does play a lot of spots plays in the slot has played some like star type linebacker, like in dime packages. He is a big nickel player, very versatile, not quite as athletic as Sidney Brown, but still a really good player. Very physical. He's a better tackler than Sidney Brown. Sidney Brown is very physical, but plays kind of hair on fire um, and, and misses some tackles as a result. Again, that that's something that's coachable. But um, I, I do think Jamie Robinson, if they if they miss on Sidney Brown on day two, I think Jamie Robinson early in the fourth round uh, is is right up their alley. Like this is a guy they're definitely looking at. Um, they've met with him. He was at the Senior Bowl, so they met with him there as well. Uh, this is a guy that I, I think makes a lot of sense and is another option. Um, so uh, I I think uh, Jamie Robinson makes a ton of sense of sense here. Um, you know, a lot of people are, are mentioning Tyreek Stevenson as a possible pick. That's absolutely one to consider. I, I just don't think Tyreek Stevenson's going to be around uh, the third round. He's gotten so much like early day two hype. I just don't think he's going to be around. Um, and, you know, I, I think he's, he's probably going to go like second, third round, like earlier. Um, so, that's why I, I was sort of not talking about Tyreek. If you notice me like conspicuously not talking about a player you see pop up, it's probably because I, I don't think they're going to be there. Um, and trying to keep it like somewhat, uh, somewhat reasonable, right? Um, so here at pick one thirteen, we do have the choice between Dion Henley and Marvion Overshown. Uh, do you have a preference between those guys? I know you mentioned Overshown. Oh uh, yeah, I I would, I mean both are fine, definitely, especially in this uh, at this stage of the of the draft. But uh, I don't know, I I like Overshawn. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do Overshawn. I like that pick, and we could talk about that while we wait for our fifth rounder here. Um, yeah, Overshawn is a very like unique guy. Uh, someone that I think is is real like a really good player. Um, and also sort of a unique talent, right? He has a unique body type. He's like, he's a former safety. So he's really good in coverage. And the Falcons don't really have that like coverage specialist linebacker right now. And he's got that huge frame. Like he's like almost six, four, I feel like uh, now, but he's in like the mid two twenties. Yeah. And he, yeah. And he runs like, he's like a crazy athlete too. So um, 
this is a guy that is just a good player, but yeah, what do you, what do you think about Overshaw? Why do you like him, his fit in Atlanta? I mean, like you said, he, uh, you can, the way that the NFL has transitioned and devolved, uh, I really like that, that breed of player where they transition from safety to a linebacker. We saw it in, uh, in Dallas, Keanu Neal, one of our old friends, I think he had a lot of success, uh, sort of reinventing himself, going from, from safety, uh, to, to linebacker in Dan Quinn's system, Dan Quinn 2.0 system, uh, over in Dallas. Um, just the way that the teams pass the ball, not the Falcons, but, you know, everyone else in the NFL, uh, having that coverage specialist and someone who has those coverage instincts, uh, is very, very valuable, uh, for your linebacking core. It can't just be the safeties and the secondary covering, uh, like it was in the old days. I really like that he runs a four five forty. He's very fast. Uh, you know, he's very aggressive. Um, and I don't know. He he's, he just seems like he just seems like the type of guy that, with his tools, he will succeed in the NFL. And getting that in the fourth round, I think, I think is pretty valuable. Yeah. No, I I agree. I think, I think that he's he's a really good player. Again, someone who's played multiple spots, so his his development as a result has been a little bit stunted, but. He's just a really good coverage player and a really, really good special team player. Like, he could be an elite-type special teams guy, and that's probably where he's going to have to play quite a bit as a rookie. But the Falcons really value that. We've seen it before, right? They, they just they gravitate towards those special teams guys. They love those guys. But they just kept, in my opinion, Kaderil Hodge over Alameda Zacchaeus yeah. because of the special teams like yeah. aspect of it. And, and the mean, run blocking. Mean, yeah. And the run blocking. Yeah. And, and I mean, Hodge <laughs> is like actually like your best special teams player. Like yeah, statistically. He, legitimately. He, yeah. Yeah. He led the team in like a special team tackles with nine last year. He's an exemplary gunner, but yeah, like the team, I feel like before in uh, in the Falcons, in the prior regime, special teams wasn't valued as much as it is now. And I think you really could sense how that sort of hurt the team. Like Atlanta for years was always on the back foot. They were always losing that special teams battle. And even though that didn't like completely like destroy their chances week in and week out, it certainly sort of gave the other team a bit of an advantage, and that's a huge thing when two teams are very evenly matched or when you're, for example, trying to win a division with a quarterback who's never started more than four games. You want to give yourself every advantage possible to win these games, and I really like what Fontenot and Smith have done sort of prioritizing the special teams in the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, and, and, and Joe raises a good point of like, um, you know, what's the point of a coverage linebacker only who can't play the run or blitz? You know, why wouldn't you just use another safety? And that, that's a great question to ask when you're drafting that type of prototype, right? Um, and I think Overshone needs to bulk up, right? Like he's, I think he played at like 225, 228, something like that. He probably needs to get to like 235 or, or 240 if possible. That That's a lot of weight for someone to add, but... Um, you know, good weight. Um, I think he, he does need to bulk up. I, I think his tackling technique is good. Like, I don't think he lacks physicality. He just needs to get bigger for the NFL level. And again, this is not a guy that's that's going to be a block shedder or something like that. 
Um, but I do think that as a run and chase guy, as like a will linebacker, uh, a coverage player, like you need those coverage specialists and a good special teamer. I, I think he absolutely checks those boxes and you hope that he can continue to, to improve as a run defender, get a little bit bigger and be able to take, take on, um, that sort of stuff. Um, so this is going to be our final pick because we did trade away our, uh, seventh rounders. Um, so I'm curious where we, sh- where you think we should go here. We haven't addressed edge yet. Um, but again, we talked about it. Like if they don't have someone they love, they don't really need to force it. Um, we could always I add. Really, yeah, go ahead. I really like the value of Andre Carter here. This would be like a good spot for him. Like when he was going like in the second round and stuff like that, that was way too rich. But this is a, this is actually an interesting one because it's the fifth round, isn't it? Yes, this is like the mid fifth round. So like, you look at a guy like Andre Carter, um, and you know didn't test great. Um, but he does have, he's over six, four, six, four and a half, terrific arm length, really good change of direction, like lateral mobility. And I, he didn't test out very well, but I do think he has some explosiveness to him. Um, but he, the thing with Carter is like, he just didn't, he got worse this last year in college and guys that get worse in their senior, in their final and like final college season, they just scare me a lot. But he does sort of have that body type that you think that that Fontenot would sort of be interested in. I I like guys like like DJ Johnson from Oregon, who the Falcons have met with. Um, Moro Ajomo from Texas. Uh, Tavius Robinson from Ole Miss, another big-bodied guy, are probably guys that I like lean to more, even though they're lower on the board. We could also consider adding another guy to the receiving core. Um, Puka Nakua from BYU. Uh, Andre Yosevis is still there from Princeton. Um, you know, I don't know if Tyler Scott really falls this far. Um, but there's still guys like Bryce Ford Wheaton. Um, so that could be an option. I don't love the tight ends here really. Um, yeah, I sort of think it's, it's either an edge guy or, or another wide receiver prospect to me. Um, Uh if we do go wide receiver, the guy I've been talking about from a few months ago was Yosevis, uh, from going into the senior bowl, just because, and I always had the caveat of if the team parts ways with Demir bird, then that's, you know, that'll be, that can be your speedster who can take the top off a of defense. Um, the team has parted ways with Demir bird. He will be playing probably with Bryce young in Carolina. Um, and you know, you do still need that, that speedster. Um, and so Yosefis could be, could be an option here just because, you know, that would, that would give you a really, really powerful skill position. I mean, it's already really powerful, but then forcing, uh, forcing a defensive coordinator to deal with his speed as well would be, you know, that, that sort of would be the cherry on top. Yeah. But, I mean, I, yeah, it's certainly I, tempting here. Yeah, yeah, it's very tempting. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we want to get out of a draft with no edge, with no edge guys. <laughs> People uh, might come for us. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because like, I haven't even yeah. drafted a dog this draft, so we haven't. Know, we do I don't it. know. If, I don't know if we'd have to go for like Robert Beal or something. No, um, no, no. It's, 
<laughs> but I do actually like DJ Johnson a lot from Oregon. Another guy who was at the Senior Bowl didn't like blow the doors off the Senior Bowl, but a solid player. Um, you know, I think uh, a, a guy with good length, right? Over 33 inch arms, 33 and a quarter inch arms, 6'4, 260. This is just a guy that, like, right away is just going to be a, an NFL-ready power rusher uh, who can play the run, like, just really well. Um, like, he's just ready to play the run. Um, I, I think that he I think he, he has a, a lot of upside at the NFL level. He just has a lot of power. Um, and, you know, I, I think that he's, he's, a good, he's a good player, but he has his warts, right? Um, not necessarily the most elite athlete or like the best production or whatever, but, but someone who's, who's interesting. Um, you know, I, I think he was like in the, the high eights in terms of RAS or something like that. Um, other edge guys we could consider like, I do really like Tavius Robinson as a, as a developmental edge. I've taken him before. Um, he's, you know, six, six. Um, and actually he's, he's like a, He's like the dollar store Tyree Wilson, uh, like basically another dude that's like huge, uh, and like needs, needs work to put it all together. Right. Um, but the funny thing with Robinson is he's like massive. He's like six, six, almost 34 inch arms, two sixty, great athlete, but like, doesn't play the run well at this point. He's like a better pass rusher. So, um, he's, he's interesting too. Um, but I'm curious where, like which one of those guys you like or, if you'd rather go the, the Yosevis route or, uh, I don't know if we're looking at it, my top guy right now would be Carter, but I mean, I I'm fine. Like Whatever. I'm perfectly okay with any of those guys, to be honest with you. Yeah. I just, I'm just out on but, Carter. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fine. But, if, but if we do go another wide receiver, just because we did go Mingo, I would go with the guy that has Yosefis's, you know, special. Yeah. He, he's a specialized wide receiver, but that's the specialty that that's the only specialty lacking in Atlanta's skill position group and another senior bowl guy. Yeah. You know, there's also like Yosefis is a good one. Bryce Ford Wheaton, same thing, like big speedster. Matt Lander, same thing, big speedster. But I think Yosefis is the one that I like the most out of that group as well. So yeah, if you, if you, people will get really mad if we don't take an edge. So we should probably go with the edge. Um. I mean, there's a, there's <laughs> one as well at edge. He's the other best guy available. Oh yeah. There's a, uh, oh no. Isaiah, Isaiah McGuire's here. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Isaiah McGuire. Yeah. We should take Isaiah. We should take Isaiah McGuire. Uh, he, again, a guy that didn't like blow up or anything like that, but tested out super well at the combine. Um, I think he's got the length, uh, you know, almost 34 inch arms, six, four, two sixty eight. Um, I, I, yeah, I would definitely go McGuire here. I think he's definitely the best one. He was a little bit further down the board, so I didn't see him originally. Um, but that's definitely where I would lean. I don't know if you're familiar with the, he is an sec player on on. So it's, it's not quite Georgia, but it, it is sec. So I don't know if that would be close enough for people. But, uh, I'll allow it. Okay, we'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if he'll actually be here. That's I was surprised that he's actually on the board. But Isaiah McGuire is good. Like I, I do think he's like an early day three type of talent. Um, 
and and someone who who I think is is certainly a guy that you would love to to stash. Um, a guy that the Falc I don't know like it like how the Falcons are going to stack up their roster at this point, right? Um, but the, you know at this point, like Edge now there's there's six guys at Edge, and maybe you just count like like Clayus Campbell like kind of as a quasi interior player, even though he has said that he's going to be playing mostly edge. Um, he's probably still going to play some on the interior. So maybe that's how you make the roster math work. It doesn't really matter, but um, yeah, I, I like this draft class on on. We got uh Bijan Robinson after a trade back with the Titans to 11. Uh, then at pick 44, the second round, we took Syracuse offensive lineman, Matthew Bergeron to play guard for us, potentially maybe play tackles at some point in the future at pick uh, 72, which is the pick that we, uh, one of the picks we acquired in the trade from the Titans. We took the old standby wide receiver, Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss, who just makes too much sense for the Falcons at pick 75, the Falcons original third round pick. We took cornerback Garrett Williams from Syracuse. So the orange love continues. Uh, then at pick 110 in the fourth round, safety, Jamie Robinson from Florida state can be that big nickel guy. Help the safety depth, help, help the safety depth rather. Uh, pick 113 in the fourth round, linebacker DeMarvion Overshone from Texas, a guy that has visited with the Falcons, definitely makes a lot of sense for what they're looking for. And then with our last pick, pick we acquired uh, from the Titans in the fifth round, uh, pick 148, I believe it is, uh, we took edge rusher Isaiah McGuire from Missouri uh, to bolster the depth there. What do you think about this draft as a whole, Adnan? Now that we've uh, put tied a bow up on our our best predictions here, uh, I I liked it. I uh, I enjoyed the selections. I think the Falcons come come away with three starters. You know, the Arthur Blank. I want three starters in the draft. <laughs> um, and Bijan, of course, BPA. Bergeron will slot in as your day one left guard, uh, presumably. And Mingo is technically going to be a starting wide receiver, even though wide receiver two doesn't really mean as much in the Falcons offense. Um, you know, you got Wilson and Robinson to completely bolster your, your secondary depth. Those guys are your direct second stringers overshone will hopefully be a standout special teams player, uh, in year one and will hopefully develop into a quality linebacker option. And then McGuire is, you know, another another edge guy to throw in there in, in that rotation, which, you know, you don't have any superstars in that rotation, but it's it's sort of it's gonna be formidable this year for the Falcons to keep throwing fresh bodies at, at opposing at opposing tackles and opposing tight ends trying to trying to chip block. So I don't know. I think the Falcons are a much better team and a team with much fewer holes uh, yeah. after this draft and you know, also if if this plays out and their last pick is in the fifth round, we'll, we'll get, get to, out of here like get two, to three wrap hours it up. Early. I'll probably have to go live like just for like a little bit longer because it'll be too soon. It'll be like, wow, we really need to, to pad this show out a little bit more. But because um, I'll probably want to go live for at least a couple hours. It'll take at least a couple hours to get into the fifth round. Uh, but yeah, I, it's a good draft. I, I like it. I think we hit on a lot of needs. Um before we're gonna we're gonna keep talking about this class and keep talking about our, our final thoughts on the draft. Before we do that, uh, do want to remind folks to please like and subscribe if you haven't done that already. 
Uh, leave us that five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Help us out. Thanks to whoever put did that 100th review on Spotify. I was just waiting for that 99 to tick over to 100 for like a while. And it just, it makes me feel good now that we're in the triple digits. So thank you, whoever whoever helped me out with that one. Um, but I do want to plug real quick uh, our draft party tomorrow and, of course, our NFL shop giveaway. I'm calling it the uh, George Costanza NFL shop giveaway, uh, courtesy, of course, of George Costanza. We'll be giving away th- uh, three $50 NFL shop cards throughout the draft and, and a fourth card for our patrons. Uh, that's exclusive to the patrons there. Uh, on day one, of course, we'll have the $50 card. Day two, $50 card. And day three as well. And then on day three, we'll also announce the winner of the patron uh, giveaway. Uh, all you need to do to get in on these giveaways, three uh, three easy steps, right? So first of all, you need to subscribe to the channel on YouTube. So if you're here, real easy, uh, because you can't actually chat in here without subscribing. Because if any of you remember, we were getting like porn bots like crazy, like like so many. Um, so I had to turn on subscriber chat. That seems to have basically eliminated all of those guys. But it does mean that you have to subscribe to be able to actually input the text you need to join the giveaway. You also need to join our community Discord server, the link to which is in the show description. Uh, It's also going to be flashing up on the screen here from time to time um, because that's how we're going to get in contact with you to give you the gift card. Uh, So you need to make sure you're signed up on the Discord as well. And then you need to actually be present to enter the giveaway in the chat. And then, of course, be here when we award the prize so that we can make sure we get your discord username and like get the card to the right person um but those uh just stay tuned we'll be announcing that stuff uh during the draft uh it won't be like at the last second of the draft so like don't don't feel like you have to stay like the entire time like we'll we'll make it clear like okay we're gonna enter now and then like you know the giveaway will be at this time like we'd like it if you like stayed and hung out with us the entire time but you know you don't have to, but uh, we do. We do appreciate uh, everyone for that. Um, yeah, I, I do think we hit on a lot of the trends in this one, Adnan. Um, where at this point, I think that the Bijan thing it feels it feels like Drake London last year, and like last year, you'll remember. Like I was like beating the drum for Jermaine Johnson. Like no, no, I don't believe the Drake London thing. I think we're going. We need to go get Edge and all this. So it's kind of funny that like I've completely changed tune. It's like no, no, no. Like I want Bijan. No, for, forget it. Like I, I have been, I've been convinced uh, that that Bijan is right. We've been talking about it. Um, is that the pick that you're just like actually looking forward to at this point, or is that you know I don't think it's a bit right. You're like super in on Bijan. Yeah, no, absolutely. I um, I at this point I am all in on Bijan. Um, I honestly would say it feels more like two years ago to me, uh, with Kyle Pitts, where at the beginning of the year it was, or at the beginning of the draft process, we were talking about Kyle Pitts ad nauseum because George Costanza kept forcing us by he. He kept tipping, and you know we kept talking about Kyle Pitts, and to this day I say that nobody, you know, on the internet on Falcons, uh, nobody around the Falcons covered Kyle Pitts more than we did that uh, that off season. Yeah. But I remember Kyle Pitts. It, it it was the same conversation. It was all right. This guy is a freak. This guy is amazing, but he's a tight end. Like there's no way you take a, a tight end that high. It would be, and it ended up being the highest pick tight end of all time. Uh, and it's like, all right, you know, he's going to be late first, mid first, yeah, or 
mid to late first in the draft process. And then, you know, some time kept going and, you know, you, you sort of felt, all right, no, there's no way. Got to go quarterback. You got to go defense. No way you're going to get a tight end. That's more time passed. And it's like, okay, well, you know, he's, he's rising up the draft boards. We're still talking about him because George is still making us talk about him. And, you know, then one day it just clicked. And it's like, yeah, no, this dude is really good. And it doesn't matter what his position is because he is the best player maybe in this draft right next to Trevor Lawrence. Um, and for me, for me, it clicked after his 40. Uh, because it's ridiculous for a tight end to run a four four forty. Yep. Um, and you know, then lo and behold, the Falcons had a lot of holes, and Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot said, "You know what? We're going BPA," and they took Kyle Pitts. I think that I don't think taking Bijan Robinson is as crazy as taking Kyle Pitts in the top five, um, because it's the same thing again. It's like running back, no way. Some time passes, more time passes, and it's like, well, he is the best player available, and you know who cares about position if you can get that sort of value. So yeah, I'm I'm in on Bijan. Like it's not a bit anymore. It was no, a bit. It was, it was originally a, of, a little bit of a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit of a bit because we used to talk about him every show, and people would get mad, and it would be. But no, this dude is really, really good. Like this dude is special, and this dude is a weapon and a playmaker. Um, on the team that has a very young quarterback, and he can do for Ritter what Michael Turner did for Matt Ryan in 2008. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I think my prediction is Bijan's going to be a Falcon, and you know I'm going to celebrate if and when that happens. Yeah, I mean, it, like people that that are against the pick because of positional value and team building reasons and all that. Like you're not like wrong. Like I, I, I want to be like clear, like those things are like valid. Like those are reasonable concerns to have. It doesn't make you like a hater, but I just like, it, it upsets me that like we're in a place in the NFL and, and the people of other people have tweeted this out and talked about this. It's like we're in a place in the NFL where like a special talent, like Bijan, who is like really one of the best players in college football, one of the most exciting players you could see on a football field at this point. We're like, people are just like dunking on him and like trying to make it like, Oh, how dare you draft this guy, this amazing player, this special talent because he's a running back. And it's like, I hate that. Like, this is such a good player. This is such a fun player. We should be talking about, getting this guy into an offense and like, you know, building around him and all this fun stuff. And it's like the, the discourse has gotten so toxic around running backs that it's like, Oh, how dare you talk about a running back in the top 10? And like, you're a fool if you do this. And like, I just, I think it, it, it's gone too far, you know, like it, it, it's sad. Like this is supposed to be fun. Like this is supposed to be fun guys. Like just maybe like you should just have a good time, you know, maybe we just take, maybe you just take the layup in Bijan, who, like, whatever you want to say about all that stuff, um, you know, in terms of the positional value and all that, like, that's fine, but, like, it'll be a fun pick. Bijan, I don't know if you've ever heard him talk, if you haven't, go, go listen to his interviews. Bijan is, like, a great interview. He's a super fun guy. This is the guy that, like, got a Lamborghini NIL deal, you know, or whatever, or Ferrari or something like that. Like, He's just a fun dude. Like, this is a fun guy to have on your football team. He's he's a star. Um, and, like, maybe, like, think about all the busts all up and down the first round, right? 
um, that you see every single year. 50% chance you just bust, right? And that's in the first round. You go you go past the first round, it gets worse. Maybe you should just take the guy that has the best chance, maybe of any player, other than maybe like Bryce Young, I don't know, um, or Will Anderson perhaps. The best, the guy that has the best chance to, to just be a star player, an impact player. Um, and like maybe also the NFL will, will like you draft Bijan now, the NFL may change. Like right now, the fact you could maybe see that there, there is a little bit of a shift happening with some NFL teams where we're going to more heavy personnel. We're, we're shifting back towards the run game, towards bigger offensive lines, more tight ends to counteract the defensive move that basically like teams are going super light in the box, are going to all these DBs. Maybe the move is to not try to just go the, the Cincinnati route or the Kansas City route where you're just bristling with wide receivers and you're trying to spread them out and do all this. Maybe you're trying to zig, you know, where other teams are zagging. You go for for multiple running back personnel. You go for multiple tight ends and all this, and, and you do things a different way and try to innovate instead of chasing the tails of better teams. I, I think there's something to be said for that. So that that's my rant. So. <laughs> and the thing is, like, if they don't go Bijan, then I think they've done a good enough job with these drafts and with the promise of these players to where I think no matter what they decide, I think it'll be it's on us to to trust them, and I, I think um, I think I'll be I'll be okay with just about anything that they do. There's uh, a few know, things. Almost, yeah. yeah, yeah, there are a couple things There's where it's like, things. all right, like, you know, I'll, I'll throw my hands up and be like, "What yeah. the hell?" Will but, Levis would be the one I would be really pissed about. That's probably the only one, though. Um, yeah, but if if they get if they take Skaronsky at eight, I'll be oh, I'll be very. I won't be it. Uh, that that one would be okay. It, it's not sexy. It's really not sexy at all. No, it's um, not. It's not. But I mean, at least he's really good. Skaronsky. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's so like, like it's hard to get too upset because he's good. Yeah. If they got Gonzalez or Witherspoon, I'd be like, all right, you know, we yeah, got yeah. our we got our cornerback, and you know, we have this amazing cornerback tandem and great secondary. You know, I mean. Yeah. Van Ness, uh, maybe Russell. I'd be I'd be upset about Van Ness probably. Yeah, Ed, Ed Rusher. Yeah. I um I don't know. I don't want an Ed Rusher where we are. If we trade back and take an Ed, Ed Rusher, I'll be like, all right, I'm all for it. Yeah, Tyree but, Wilson know, or bust for me at Edge. Yeah, I don't think Tyree Wilson will be there. Yes. I don't think so either. I think he could go two or three. So we'll see. <laughs> like people are. So it's just yeah. I I I I I think there's there's a couple of guys that I would take above Bijan. I would take Tyree Wilson, and I would consider Devon Witherspoon slash Christian Gonzalez, whoever the Falcons have higher. Um, I would consider those two, but that's pretty much it at this point. What about Jalen Carter? I I don't think he's on their board, <laughs> but like this this is my take on Carter. It's pretty succinct. If Carter falls to eight, I don't think they're taking him because that would mean that Carter has probably like there's there's something there. If Car- I don't think Carter falls to eight, though. I think he's probably going five to the Seahawks or six to the Lions. Um, and I think if he does fall, it's probably signaling that he's going to fall some more. Maybe and I, I maybe the Eagles, you know, would be a good a good spot for him too, or the Bears. I just I, I don't really see a big scenario where like the Falcons actually take Jalen Carter because 
I just I feel like if he's there, it's probably signaling that there's a problem, and if and more than likely he's just not going to be there. So that I just sort of don't see them ending up with him. But like, if they actually do draft Jalen Carter, yeah, I'll be happy. I I think he has a case as the most talented player in the entire draft. Like he's so good. Like I did his scouting report for SB Nation. So like I, I Jalen Carter on the field, outstanding player. Sky's the limit. Maybe some minor conditioning concerns. You know, uh, but he could play literally anywhere in the defensive line. He played edge like a decent amount. So um, no concerns at all with that pick. Uh, if they if he if they give him the big thumbs up and put him on their board and draft him at eight, no 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 problem whatsoever from me. So would you would you be in favor of that pick if he was there? Oh, I'd love Carter. I think I think Carter is the best player in the drive. Well, him or Will Anderson, but yeah, Will Anderson's definitely not going to be there. Um, yeah, I, I would, I would very much enjoy a Jalen Carter pick. I think that's the guy where I would take him over Bijan. Yeah, I would, I, I would if he was on their board. I just don't trust. I that's just sort of how I feel. Like I don't think he's going to be there, and if he is, I wonder if it's like a signal that the NFL is is skeptical, basically. So. Yeah. We can't no, comment. We don't know. So, I mean, it's just, yeah. we don't know anything about that. So I, I'm not going to besmirch the man. I'm not going to question his character or anything like that. It's it's up to the NFL teams to figure that out. They, they're they the ones with the intel. Uh, they have to make that decision. But if he's on their board, absolutely take him. Uh, if he's not, then they won't take him. So uh, that's sort of where we're at with, with Jalen Carter. But um yeah, this was a fun one, Adnan. I, I like this mock. This, we had some new players in here, but I think for the most part, we followed pretty good predictions we got a trade in here finally uh, i think and i think like with all of the buzz like there's been a lot of buzz about them trying to trade down so i i would not be shocked at all if a trade similar to this occurs i don't know if it'll be with the titans it, it might depend on like who falls like if it's a if it's a quarterback it's probably someone like the titans or the commanders but again it could also be for the top offensive tackle because teams will be trying to get in front of the bears the bears are very visibly linked to to paris johnson um, so like if they want, if somebody wants Johnson, if they want the top tackle, they need to get up in front of the bears and it, it could be, you know, any number of, of teams trying to do that. So that there are potentially some options for the Falcons to, to get, uh, some offers there. But again, they would probably have to be comfortable passing on Bijan or, you know, Nolan Smith or whoever it is at the top of their board there, because if you move a few spots down, you could see that guy go. I, I tend to think Bijan's not likely to go in those picks. I don't really buy the whole Eagles taking Bijan thing, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we did have one last question from Jason Gaines with the $2. What's up, Jason? Thank you, man. He says, Kevin and Adnan, if he's available in round two, what would you both think of drafting Iowa State edge rusher Will McDonald the fourth? He put up good numbers at a non-elite college school, back-to-back seasons with at least 10 sacks and 10 career force fumbles. Uh, Jason, if he's there at 44, absolutely you sprint to the podium for Will, Don- Will McDonald. He is, I think he's a fringe first-round talent, um, really good player, lit up the senior bowl, uh, gave everybody fits, all the offensive linemen. Um, he's really good. He's He's a pretty polished guy as well. You look at him as like similar to the guys that the Falcons have and like Arnold Ibikitti and D'Angelo Malone, but Will McDonald, he has really, really good length. Like weight-wise, not huge, but really long, really explosive, uh, great athlete. Love Will McDonald. Uh, no questions asked. I would I would be happy to, to get him in the second round if he if he were to fall. Kind of doubt it though. But uh, do you got Will McDonald takes on? Yeah, no, it would be a really good pick. And again, 
always consider the fact I mentioned it just once, but this team, especially if they trade back in the first round, they could have the ammunition to trade back up into the first round uh, from this or early day two. So I don't know. That's just something where if they did get those extra picks, I would definitely, I would definitely keep my eyes out, and I would definitely, you know be very focused on the early part of that day two draft and not just assume that that the team won't pick until pick 44. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, yeah, so for those asking, um, once again, I'll repeat the coverage schedule for the next three days. We will be live all three days of the 2023 NFL draft. We'll have some different guests. Adnan obviously going to be busy. He reverse jinxed the Hawks. Great job, Adnan. Um, so he's going to be actually, you know, getting to watch more Hawks playoff basketball. Um, let's go home. Let's, I can only started. hope. Yeah, I can only hope that it's as exciting as, well, maybe a little bit less exciting. Like a nice, comfortable win would be nice, right? But. Come on, we, we know that's not going to happen. Uh, this is Atlanta sports yeah. we're talking about. So um, so Adnan will be out tomorrow uh, and, and Friday, but we'll get Adnan in here for day three. We'll definitely have a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people coming on, still figuring out the exact schedule. Um, but uh, tomorrow, Thursday night, we'll be going live at 7.30. That's 30 minutes before the draft starts. It starts at 8. That's all. This is all Eastern time, by the way, guys. Um, and then... We will be going live on Friday for day two at seven. That's the same time as the broadcast begins. And then on Saturday, we'll be going live at noon Eastern, uh, which again is the uh, the, the way uh, when the broadcast begins. So uh, like I said, we'll be having the giveaways. So come and hang out. Uh, we'll, we'll be having some guests from other teams as well to talk about um, some, some other you know draft stuff uh, because like we're going to talk about the Falcons a lot, obviously, but... At a certain point, you know, we'll, we'll be like in the dead period between picks and the world will get some takes on some other draft classes, some other players that are out there. Uh, it'll be fun, uh, f- fun, jovial atmosphere as always. So we're looking forward to that. But at this point, guys, less than 24 hours uh, until the, the 2023 NFL draft kicks off. We we have made it. Uh, we are there. So enjoy your 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 draft eve your final evening before you know being resigned to accepting Bijan or, or whoever else the falcons pick at the top uh we will we will see you then uh before we take off I want to thank my co-host adnan Nikic at say which way adnan anything you'd like to plug before we take off uh, i'd like to plug, plug with alcoholic uh we are on our game uh regarding the draft not only the coverage with the show but you know on the website check out the falcoholic.com where You'll find anything and everything you want draft related, and you know we'll be we'll be writing up all of those picks in real time, and we will be doing our best to you know to pump those out as soon as possible for you guys and to get that discussion started. Um, we will on Saturday uh, be pumping out those picks. We will have our undrafted free agent draft tracker that Evan Birchfield does such a great job of every single year and then of course in the days and weeks afterwards we will be you know doing a lot of analysis doing uh, a lot of pondering doing you know a lot of a lot of talk about what the what the team looks like and then before you know it you know the schedule will come out before you know it mini camp will start before you know it we'll be right back to training camp and We'll be we'll be starting over again, just just as we always do in, in the NFL cycle. 
Yep, the cycle is endless, but it is fun. Uh, it, it keeps things fresh, keeps things moving, and even when we've been in the darkness for two for for a long time, Adnan, we've been in the darkness since 2017, essentially. Um, and I, I think I think I we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I think legitimately this year, we're not we're not going into the year predicting like seven eight wins. Uh, I I think we're gonna be coming in a little higher than that. That's my that's my thoughts at this point. Um. So exciting times, guys. The draft is going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you join us tomorrow night. All your written content at thefalcoholic.com. Uh, check out the podcast, Dirty Birds and Brews on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, part of the Believe Network. Uh, so shout out to those guys as well. Uh, and of course, you can follow me, Kevin Knight, at Falcoholic Kevin. Uh, join the Discord. Follow the show at Falcoholic Live on the Twitters. Check out our Patreon if you want to support us. Really appreciate that. Also, it automatically enters you into another $50 giveaway. Uh, that's patreon.com slash falcoholic live. Like, subscribe, leave that five-star review, all those great things. We really appreciate that guys. It helps us to beat the, the algorithm overlords. Uh, thank you for that. But, uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night, seven 30 folks, uh, for the 2023 NFL draft. It's finally here. Exciting times. Uh, so we'll see you then guys. Uh, and just a reminder tonight's show was presented by betonline.ag. So thanks to those guys for their support. We appreciate that as well. Everyone, Try to sleep. <laughs> Try to have a good night. We'll see you uh, bright. Not bright and early, but, you know, bright and peppy at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for day one of the 2023 NFL Draft tomorrow. Uh, have a great night, folks. Good night, everyone.